0: And the rubber chicken says <laughs> oh, Wow if Donald Trump is backing the run of Herschel Walker for the Senate, then maybe he'd back my run for office. But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. Well, you can call him on your own dime, okay? Maybe he'll back you. I don't know. Well, you'll, we'll find out some other time because we've got to get on with the rant cast number 55 entitled <laughs> Al Roker. You is cray-cray. Or Al Roker, you're nuts. You are crazy. You are. A, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, a long time ago, I, I made uh, a, a joke about way, 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 way back about Al Roker and uh, him being a weatherman. And this certainly shows a commitment that is bordering on the psychotic. I just read. Uh, went online to read a tweet from him in that he would made the decision to go there. I thought they sent him there as some sort of a Penance that he had to do. Are you kidding me? What if, uh, first of all, I've never understood why you have people reporting from the middle of hurricanes, okay? It's a hurricane. Put a camera out there, okay? Put nine cameras out there and, and let them watch what it is from some, some other place, okay? For God's sake, they were announcing baseball games from other cities. What the fuck's the What is the matter with people? It's a storm, what do you say? Oh, well, the wind's blowing. And you're telling people to hide, and you're standing in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, It's coming this way. Boy, it's going to be a big one. Then you're interviewing people who are saying they're staying, and you're it's asking them, you know, why they're staying. Well, you're staying, fuck nut. Well, I got to report it? No, you don't. Uh-uh. You can, you, well, you you certainly, well, you can report it, but not uh, standing there. It's an insanity. Okay? Come on, Al. <laughs> You know, I mean, I get you You know, that is commitment beyond belief, all right You didn't need to prove to me That you're a committed weatherman now (laughs) And and you have been for years I guess you've learned it uh, now I guess you, you know, what's amazing to me And I have to share this Is that um, he, uh, way, way back uh, When I did these jokes about him I I think I even referred to him as a fat fuck (laughs) He he. Uh, when I first met him, uh, I believe at the Weather Channel, uh, um, uh, if I if I remember correctly, but who's got? I don't have a memory, but he uh, he said that uh, you know that uh, he really enjoyed my jokes about it, and that it helped at that time to put him on the map, and uh, he had a real um sense of humor about it. And, and he really is, you know, that it's that thing about television doesn't lie. He's really the, just a sweetheart. And, and, and uh, he doesn't need to take, be out there. Okay. (laughs) I just, none of them need to be out there. A war zone. Yes. I I kind of understand that. And there's, there's a, a precedent for that that makes sense. All right. You need to kind of follow shit around. And certainly in terms of we we saw it in World War II and in Vietnam. And uh, and then we we lost it in the Iraq war because boy, we're not going to have people cover that shit. But but for hurricanes, fuck you. Uh, uh-uh. Afterwards, you come in there and go, holy shit, look what happened. Hurricane Ida, no less. All right, guys. And I, I My grandma's name was Ida. It's Grandma Ida. It's not Hurricane Ida. I, I, you, you, hurricane Jeanette is dead on my mother's name. Okay, she certainly, you might name a hurricane after her. But my grandmother, knows. she was a very sweet, sweet woman. But most grandmothers are. <laughs> I just you, Hurricane Ida. I went, wow, they are. They, when they get to your grandmother's name, I think you you realize that they're they they must be running out of names. Um. Whew. And it hit uh, New Orleans like a ton of fucking bricks. Holy fuck! On the same uh, time, it's time frame that uh, f- f- fucking uh, Katrina hit. What are the what what level of biblical shit is going on here, huh? And then we're we're walking out. That was a good move. And we we live in live in Afghanistan, you know, uh, around the time of nine eleven, so that it allows uh, you know um, uh, Lindsey Graham. Uh, who I listened to b- b- blather off today. Lindsey Graham, who won't put up an investigation for January 6th, wants to uh, wants to uh, uh, impeach uh, President Biden for his fuck up in, uh, in Afghanistan. And, right, and the basis of that, you could fucking impeach a ton of presidents in terms of that shit, in terms of their mistakes, in terms of war. We've never gotten, we haven't gotten that right in so long. So shut the fuck up, Lindsey, okay? Seriously. Put your criticism in. All right? But but for, you know, you, you got to do if you're worried about one boy we got to worry about these two, I'm more he's more worried about the terrorist threat from there. We got a terrorist threat here. You can't not you can't ignore that one and tell me that that's the one I should worry about. You got to worry about both of them. God damn it. Where's some fucking common sense? All right? Son of a bitch! Al Roker should be the should be the senator from South Carolina. He's got as much right as Herschel Walker being the. Excuse, I'm, I'm, that probably blew the the, the screen up there. Uh, but Herschel Walker running for office in in Georgia against Ralph Warnock. I mean, what? <laughs> and he lives in Texas. But boy, you know. And for those of you wondering, well, how come you know he's a Trump supporter? Well, Trump. Uh, paid him a gazillion dollars to be on a football team, the USFL. The, we had a team here in New York, the uh, United States Football League. <laughs> and Trump had the, had a team, and he paid Walker a fortune. And so, of course, Walker's a big supporter of him, you know. So, uh, which just I I don't fathom. Even if even if he did get paid a fortune, you think he would kind of uh, but and run him for office god i just herschel walker it just uh my my, my, i I can't keep up my mind is just it's too much it's like uh our brains are uh, you know like a a a bowl and they've thrown in a bunch of ingredients you know afghanistan the senate congress the court system um these laws in terms of voting and uh everything else you know um uh, hurricanes, uh, all of it, and they put it all right here. And there's the big mixing bowl, and they shoved in a the a, a, a mechanical egg beater that just grinds the fucking shit up every day. And god damn it, it's tiresome. Uh, for those of you who are managing through it, uh, my hat is off to you because it's it's worn me the fuck out. I I, I want to talk, uh, you know, I I don't know how much I'm going to be able to to say today because it's I have nothing. There's nothing new. There's no insight. There's nothing, no revelation, because it's the same shit mixed mastered over and over and over again. You know? And I can't even remember if I, uh, if I said that it was, you know, horrifying what happened last week with uh, ISIS uh, or the, and, the, and, the, and the suicide bomber and the losing all of those, those kids, really. Kids, most of them who were born at the time the war started. The mind reels, and um, we really have to figure out um, how other than to say thank you for your service, there has to be something else. We have to really start um, giving a commitment to them. Uh, we have to give a commitment to all people in this country, but especially those who serve. Seriously. Don't tell me we can't figure out how to do the VA. None of this is tough. All right? Hand it over. You know what? Hand it over to a homeroom class of 15-year-olds and see if they can come up with a better idea. It might just work, okay? Just by an accident of the fact that they're alphabetically in there for no apparent reason other than their last names. So there's a real mix there. Maybe that's the way we should do. Uh, figure out our um, the way we do a voting is like have uh, um, you know just have a, you know put put a thing in and have a mixmaster that um, can't say mixmaster twice. You know, I, I said egg beater now mixmaster. Obviously, my brain is spinning. Um, but what you can't do, what you what you you, you know, what you it may be a way to get over gerrymandering is to take all the names of the people in the state. Um, and figure out how many people uh, in, are in each section uh, and um, and instead of doing it by maybe the areas uh, do it by uh, names and and see you know and then kind of have a lottery and spin that around and see how that works out and see who ends up with not that my idea doesn't work and i rescind that idea and i'm sorry i took us down that road and i shouldn't have wasted our time with it um, but I, I was looking for something else that I thought I had an idea there and I lost it and it doesn't make sense. Maybe someone out there will pick up the thread and carry it through because what we've got now in terms of it is bullshit on a stick. Um, uh, I can't get over this. I just can't get over what's going on. And, uh, tomorrow is, uh, I'm doing this today because, uh, uh tomorrow's my birthday. And, uh, I'm, uh, like anyone who's been, who's got their birthday this year, it's unless you had like a window, um, it's, it's not going to be a big celebration, uh, because of the, you know, the what's been going on and you can't have a lot of people once again, even, uh, even those of us who are all, uh, vaxxed up and ready to go can't have, have us all in a confined space. Um, you know, unless it's a, just a, a few, you know, a few people. Because otherwise, because of the, way, the nature of the way things are right now. And the, and the power of this fucking uh, uh, variant, the Delta variant, I guess it is. I guess, it, you know, is that, uh, you know, it's kind of kicking, kicking down the doors on uh, even those of us who are backs, But it's not putting us in the hospital. Very few. Very very few, very few, and uh, as I read yesterday on uh, uh, in the Twitter verse, uh, someone said, uh, they had vaccin, they could still get in which proves that it's okay. I don't know how to tell people that, to to be sure and go get that vaccine. I don't know how to do it, but you know if you're not, go do it, please, okay, it's the only thing that we got it's the only thing that stands between us. And a, and a tomorrow that is livable and where you, your children, uh, you know, we don't lose children. There's no reason. If you, I mean, you can't just say, well, we're going to we're not going to worry about it because only, you know, a people who are saying the kids don't die. They do die. All right. Fact. It's a fucking fact. Don't deny the facts. Stop denying the facts. When you deny the facts, you become, in essence, a uh, I believe um, someone who's nuts and somewhat of a, 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 a criminal if you pass that on, especially if you pass it on to your kids and tell them that and then send them off to school without a mask on. Uh, and, you, you know, you, you can't say, well, you know, even if, you know, oh, well, just a few kids are going to die. Nobody should. Not over this. Mm-mm. So um, I'm, I've never been big on my, on my birthday. Uh, my parents didn't really... Push birthdays, uh, we never were big on them, um, and and mine coming at the end of August, just before Labor Day, it was like kind of it's too hot to have a party. Um, it just never worked out until I started to meet people like one of my friends Willie, whose uh, birthday is right just before Christmas. Boy, that's a fuck. That that really fucks your birthday. That just can't, you know, well, I got you Christmas presents. so fuck you. It's a double present. Um, but I, um, I'm, and I've I'm never liked that happy birthday fuck song. That's never been a joy to me. None of it. No, no, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, no. Nope. I wanted to say more about birthdays, but I don't really know what to say. I thought I had more to say, about it, but that was really it. I don't have a lot to say. I really don't. It's been, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I wish that I could say that, oh boy, I really, this getting older is really, uh, you know, it's, I've it, really kind of, uh, feel, you know, better now than I did when I was younger. I don't, I don't feel better now than I did when I was younger. I don't understand it. things my mind is this now because of, you know, I've, I've grown, I've, you know, there's no. It may be in part because of what has been going on over the past, you know, 600 days now. That may be the reason for 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 uh, for this not being great. But even as I was approaching, you know, 70, I was going, Nah, this is not. Boy, what's the what this you know, boy, you know, I, boy, I feel so much better at 65 than I ever did. No, uh, uh-uh, I didn't. I felt pretty good at, at 30. Um, and maybe if I, maybe for some folks, and I get this is when you're 30, when you, if you had some sort of high, in, you know, heavily if you had anxiety and depression and then got over it uh, later on, you could, you would feel better. Um, I actually picked up anxiety and depression as I've grown older. And certainly during this lovely time frame that we've been living through, it certainly is. Um, made it quite wonderful. So, uh, um, I, uh, so it's, and, and a lot of people have been cheated out of their birthday this year, except for, and we've talked about it, uh, the former president Obama who's, who, who drove through, drove his express train through to be sure that he could celebrate his 60th. Uh, I am, uh, I don't feel a loss. I feel, I feel, kids who don't get theirs they're fucked that's not right um and somebody's turning 21 that's a fuck somebody turning 16 get to drive that's fucked somebody turning 18 going off to college that's fucked mhm somebody turning 30 those you know those uh, big those marker years 30 40 50 60 mhm fucked so i can't really bitch that um, I'm not getting it. I like to usually celebrate with my friends uh, after my birthday and really just have a gathering and get uh, to see everybody before we go back our separate ways that fall and, and then really, you know, try to see each other, But you know, it's, you know, how things are. And then you didn't get to see each other till, till Christmas. So it was always kind of a, a great time just around before or after Labor Day. And, uh, And also, I didn't like my birthday because it was right at that. And I didn't realize it until later. that You know, it was right on that beginning of the, oh, fall is coming. And I fucking hate fall. I know. I know you're all, the many of you, can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of those leaves changing color. But that's, you know, that's, you're just a moment away from them. You know, those naked trees, trees that are just bare. Bare because the wind is howling through them. And you can hear the march of time. Huh? <laughs> Happy birthday. It's a mortality festival. And, uh, so, um, it's, uh, I believe re- I leave you with one, one thing here, and we're going to wrap this up. It's a little short today. I'm sorry if I wasn't funny enough. I I really hope to be funnier. And I, I I'll remember once I fucking get away from here, uh, and close this down. That I went. Fuck! I should have talked about this, and then I'll come back and have to do this fuck again. Mm-hmm. But from uh, the roles of the clinically insane, which seem to still have grown to a, a proportion I never thought possible in this country. Never thought it possible. There were there were this many people out there who are bull fucking loony crazy fucks. Um, this from St. Louis. <laughs> Oh, that my pal Kathleen Madigan, maybe this one of the sanest people that come out of St. Louis. Another friend of mine, Jeff Davis, he came out. He was near, he came out of that area, too. It's two of them. Because <laughs> right now, boy, Missouri needs guidance. A St. Louis taxi company is refusing to carry passengers who wear face masks or who've been vaccinated. Are you, are you why? Charlie Bullington, owner of Yo Transportation, says he's protecting his drivers from germs f- shed by face masks and vaccinated passengers. Germs shed by face masks and vaccinated passengers. Non-existent phenomena, he says he researched on the internet. That shit's got to stop. Okay? Okay. When do we when do we fucking put some fucking, uh, you know, uh, you know, overseeing oversight onto that? okay? some sort of a fucking court where uh, you get a a group of people trusted by both sides, all sides. Every side sits down and go, is this real or unreal? okay? Because if it's unreal, fuck it, take it off, take it the fuck off because it's not helping. And it's killing people. Bullington says he's proud that Missouri is one of the top three states with the lowest vaccination rate. I'm going to repeat that again, because that's a statement by someone who is completely lost touch with reality. Not as I started with Al Roker's uh, crazy. Uh, That's a kind of a funny crazy. This is true uh, possible psychosis. He says he's proud that uh, Missouri is one of the top three states with the lowest vaccination rate. So thanks for keeping that variant pumping out there Mm -hmm. and making it impossible for us to get back to uh, a normal existence here. Wow. People uh, around the globe hear that stuff, Mr. Bullington, and they flip the fuck out. And you know what? They don't pay attention to us anymore. And is that important? Yeah, that's fucking important. Especially after what just happened in uh, Afghanistan. All right? We'd like people to, you know, to pay attention to kind of the leadership we can provide. And that's not leadership. That's fucking insanity. (laughs) So that wraps it up. Another happy week. Oh, boy. And, uh, I want to thank you all, everybody who sent in uh, uh, the rants. And uh, I'm telling you this, I'm stockpiling the shit out of them. And it's a, it's a joy to read them and uh, keep them coming. I think you'll find some, you know, that you'll really enjoy the ones that have been coming in this week and there are more to follow. And uh, I deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate the, the gift that that is to me. That's the best birthday gift you could give me is to send in some rants. Get it off your chest. Let the world know what you're fucking pissed about. And that'll make my day. And that's better than hearing you sing happy birthday. Take care of each other. Okay? And thanks again. I knew I'd forget something. Huh? Look at this. See this? Orioles. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it in honor of the fact that my Baltimore Orioles have, uh, have stopped the, the bleeding. Okay. 19 games in a row. They, they lost, they were heading toward a record. And it, and they, 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 they that was it. That losing streak stopped at 19. So in honor of them, Hey, I'm behind you a hundred percent. Uh, every article that I've read, the, uh, it looks like we're completely fucked for another year and that this whole idea of kind of getting things together, we have the same fucking uh, amount of money. It turns out is uh, Tampa Bay uh, budget wise, and they can get teams, but we have a, we just don't know how to fucking do it. It's just uh, uh, it's just too sad. And they, but the good news is, you know, they don't show many of our games on TV unless we're playing the Yankees who pound us, uh, and, uh, but otherwise, hard to find. Hard to find in New York City on, uh, on the old uh, cable. <laughs> can't get them. So that kind of helps. So, you know, good luck. And what a nice little bird, huh? Tweet, 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 tweet. Go get a Moe's. <laughs> I can't believe I've forgotten this. Jeff Rosa has shared a rant that uh, turns back in on itself. I, w- I would call this a Mobius rant. I've been married for 17 years to a wonderful, smart, and caring woman. Despite her many great attributes, there's one thing that she does that drives me fucking insane. And No matter how many times I bring it up, she still cannot do a simple thing like... Turn off the fucking bathroom light. I come home, and the fucking light is on with no one in the bathroom. I turn it off, and 30 minutes later, I come down the hallway, and the fucking bathroom light is on again. What the fuck? How hard is it for an educated person to turn off a fucking light? So here's the thing, Lewis. For years, this has drove me fucking batshit crazy. It has raised my blood pressure and generally just pissed me off. And here's the really fucked up thing. I was in the bathroom recently to turn off the fucking light, and I happened to glance up at the light bulb. It is one of those weird-ass-looking energy saver light bulbs, and it, it got me to thinking, how much does it cost to run this light? I mean, after a little bit of math, which thankfully I can do because I was raised in a time when they made sure you learned such things in school, I figured out that if I left the light on for a year, it would cost me all of $1.87. Holy fuck. What a stupid fucking idiot I've been. Hell, I can pick up that much money in a fucking parking lot. And I've been driving myself crazy all these years for a fucking $1. eighty-seven. Now I'm pissed for being so stupid for so long. So now I have sanity for a measly $1. eighty-seven a year. And you know what? Fuck it. For $1.87, I might just take the light switch out and leave the light on permanently. And that way she can't forget to turn off the fucking bathroom light. Well, Jeff, that's, first off, I'm kind of amazed that the, the, the one-bathroom light drove you crazy to begin with. Um, and I, I get to share, there's a, a play by Eugene O'Neill called Long Day's Journey of the Night, in which uh, the, the father figure in that <laughs> loses gets pissed because uh, they wasted electricity <laughs> and, and, and raves on about it like a lunatic, uh, but <laughs> you could, maybe that would give you some comfort to maybe uh, to uh, watch that. It's a, uh, there've been a couple of film versions of it, or you could sit down and read it if, you're, if you if <laughs> you got the time. Uh, it's so rare that I get to use my, uh, my theater education and to be able to use it on this Mobius rant. I mean, you were coming at her full bore and realized it was on yourself. But remember before that, it wasn't a eighty-seven. It was, uh, it was a lot more when you had to keep changing the, the light bulb. So there was a time when you, you would have been correct, Jeff. Maybe 17 years ago. I can't remember when those fucking lights started. Those lights, the, 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 the ones that saved us money and electricity started coming out. Um, the energy savers, I mean. So I th- <laughs> thank you for that. Now you can truly worship your, your wife. Because she she took the one thing that was bothering you off the table. This rant comes to us from name withheld upon request. (laughs) Dear Lewis, for years I've heard the horror stories about the drop-off in services for those on the autism spectrum once they age out of the school system. Well, I'm a smart cookie. And no government bullshit is going to stop me from making sure my darling could have a life of meaning and meaningful employment. I've always prided myself on taking care of my tiny corner of the world, working to make sure I and those I'm responsible for do not become burdens on society. So my dearest delight graduated from high school with respectable grades and a few honors. We found a college at which he majored in a foreign language and lived in the dorms a few hours away from home. He graduated during this fucking pandemic. So far, so good. And, and then we hit the brick wall known as job coaching. He's been working as a COVID cleaner at not one, but two places of employed. He's made the transition to the working world, and he, as we, are proud of his role in helping keep the public safe. For the first year after graduation, this has been good, useful, and respectable. But these jobs are being eliminated as restrictions ease. It's time to move on. He's got the smarts and the work ethic to move on and up. But neither of these goddamn businesses will hire him as a cashier. Why? Because they know he has autism. Because he had a goddamn job coach ease his transition into work. Then, thinking the job was done, stopped advocating for his advancement, allowed the management to set low expectations, and became MIA. Autism is seriously misunderstood. My dearest delight is not the autistic savant genius stereotype. The general public wants all persons with autism to be, nor is he the uncommunicative uncommunicative ball of rage meltdowns the general public fears all persons with autism might be. No, my darling occupies the vast gray middle area. He's just an average innocent, sweet guy who doesn't present well or know how to advocate for himself. Given some of the troglodytes I've encountered working at the checkout line, my kid with the sunny disposition would run rings around them. And there's a college degree with chemistry and advanced math courses right on his resume, for Christ's sake. Lewis, I think the labor shortage in this country is a huge lie. What we've got is a shortage of on the job training, a shortage of management willing to utilize people who are ready and able to work, but don't have the specialized skill set required to waltz into even a stupid, goddamn entry level uh, position without a little orientation to the job. You know what the worst part of this is for me? I'm helpless. I'm helpless. Now that my little darling is a grown-ass adult, I can't mediate on his behalf out in the world anymore. No manager, God forbid, wants a goddamn mother up in their face in a job interview or at a performance review. I don't want to do it. And the thought of it horrifies me. I never wanted to be a helicopter parent, a bulldozer parent, but my kid, who might otherwise be institutionalized had I listened to the advice of others is a college graduate who can take care of most tasks of daily living. I just need to shake off the molasses dragging us down into a Flowers for Algernon world of janitorial employment. Shudder. Name withheld on request. A Disclaimer here at the end, not all job coaches are overworked assembling assholes, but most job coaches are overworked and underpaid. Everyone involved in this rant means well, but evidently, that's not enough. All stories like this have several sides, and maybe I don't understand how it's supposed to work, but I have one job, one job, which is to make sure my kid can be as independent as possible, and I feel like I've stalled out and I'm failing. Well. You who've named, you kept your name uh, withheld, uh, you haven't stalled out and you certainly haven't failed. Not in the midst of this, not in the midst of a pandemic, all things seem to have kind of gone awry. Uh, pandemicitis or something. You, you, every time we, I, I call it, it was, you know, when we try to do something good, if, if somehow it turns out to be bad when we try to we end up doing something bad, it turns out to be, I mean, you've got a whole group of people. Um, and I mean, a a small group of people actually, uh, who who are putting the brakes on a lot of things that, um, that should be moving along in certain directions. And it is a small group of people and it's the loud ones, the ones who are screaming. And so maybe, you know, you feel like you should be yelling and screaming along with the rest of them, but you know, you are doing what you can under the circumstances i feel like i'm you know i'm, I'm and i am I'm, I'm patting you on the back cuz you deserve it it's tough but what is appalling and i think you're absolutely right is that uh is this employment thing and i think that um, this certainly is one story in the midst of, of many you know boy we've got boy we got all these jobs that are going begging well i, I I, I really don't think the, that our journalists have kind of kept up on it or those who, you know, provide us with the, you know, those who provide us with the news have not, it's a, it's a portion of the news that has gotten lost, you know, and both sides, you know, or, you know, honk their horns about whatever they feel about this and your son gets, uh, whacked in the middle of it. There's more to the story of unemployment than they're telling us. And, uh, and this is one story, and um, and thanks for sharing it. Nicole Nemo wanted to share this rant with us. A little backstory before ripping the lid off the rant. On July second, my dad died. Over the last three weeks, time has slowed to a crawl. Now my dad's mother, my mamaw or Mom mamaw, is dying. I'm her guardian. I'm 36. This is too goddamn much life all at once. For the last week, I've been forcing myself to screw my head on in the morning and attempt resuming back into default life. I'm in my garden listening to the July 6th rantcast, and I'm reminded I have an unresolved beef. During said rantcast, you brought up the redneck rave in Ollie, Kentucky. God damn it! I live 40 minutes from Ollie in central Kentucky. I'm there once a month, driving on a windy country road, passing through Ollie to enter the backcountry trails at Mammoth Cave National Park. Ali isn't just some redneck shithole in bumfuck Egypt. It's a beautiful community that borders my national park, my treasured, National Park, my sanctuary. Mammoth Cave is where I went to heal my mind and body after surviving Hodgkin's lymphoma at the age of 29. This place is a gift I share with other young adult cancer folks and chronically ill youth in our area. The trails there give us a place where we can learn to trust our fucked up bodies after such a betrayal the wildlife, the flora, the caves in this UNESCO site. Yes, UNESCO Heritage Site is a gem myself and others wish to keep pristine. Leave No Trace isn't just about packing out your shit. It's about protecting the soil, water, and air for such a unique ecosystem. Besides my personal attachment to Mammoth Cave National Park, Green River. Yes, John Prine's Green River flows through the park. The river is a water source for local communities that share its banks. I live three miles from my pump station where the water is cleaned and considered city water. Growing up on well water, I appreciate having clean water pumped to my home that doesn't smell like ass. Now the rant. These fucknuts. Redneck assholes can damage themselves, but why the fuck are they allowed to be in the watershed of Mammoth Cave and Green River spewing exhaust, spilling hazardous chemicals and trash about the land? Google Ollie, Kentucky. Look at the satellite view of this place and its proximity to Mammoth Cave and Green River. You'll see a large brown patch of earth next to green forests. That's the ATV park, the site of the redneck raid. The scar on the earth is obscene. As an educated hillbilly. Yep, got me an edumacation. I'm a medically retired chemist. This shit chaps my ass. Chaps my ass. When I leave this state, my accent comes with me, and I am immediately ID'd as a southerner. I am often asked stupid fucking questions about the people here and the stereotypes associated with Kentucky. yes. We wear shoes. It gets harder and harder to defend these shithead rednecks and the fuck you culture they're a part of. God damn rednecks. I may be a hillbilly, but at least I'm not a fucking redneck. Those who attend this dipshit fair, it would be nice if you all could move your experiment in Darwinism away from a national park slash vital watershed and try not to harm the flora, fauna, and people who wish not to participate in your hick hop solo cup circle jerk. Fuck. Who I needed to get that out. Shoo. Back to twining my tomato plants and listening to others lighten their burden in this shit show called life. Be nice to each other. God damn it. Nicole. Canmer. Or Canmare. Kentucky. Thank you, Nicole. Or Nicolay. I it never fucking... It was really quite splendid. You know, it's amazing the voices that come through uh, on these rants. And you learn things I about uh, Mammoth Cave, and I did not know that's where Green River was. For all the travel that I do, I'm an ignorant little fuck. <laughs> so thank you for that. And I'm sorry for your losses. There never words for that. But um, I'm sorry for your grieving. And uh, I hope your health returns and has returned in full. They didn't fuck the place up too much so that you can take those, uh, those folks out there and uh, enjoy the cave and the river. Take care of yourself. Greg Crapp wanted to share this with us, and I'm glad he did. I'm an American, but the last time I lived in the land of the free, Ronald Reagan was president. Hold on for a second. I got to wrap my head around that. Where the fuck did my life go? Anyway, (laughs) I now live in Spain, Madrid specifically. The pandemic has been a total shit show here, with the national and local government shifting between lockdowns and open-ups in a bipolar attempt to not overwhelm hospitals and also not crash what sometimes seems to be an economy made up almost entirely of bars restaurants and nightclubs, the Florida of Europe. That said, the people of Spain have been absolutely great so far in getting vaccinated. Despite the confused government messaging, occasional panic on the nightly news about vaccine side effects and general chaos from the top, people in the health service have been fantastic. And citizens have lined up, got their shots, and as of July 23rd, 100% of the over 80s, 92% of the over 40s and 72% of all adults have been vaccinated with at least one jab. And we started out slow because of a lack of supply while the USA was swimming in vaccines. Even the youngsters are lining up. Madrid has twenty-four-seven vaccine sites, book solid. How about a 3 a.m. Tuesday vaccine shot after a couple of beers? God, I wish I was young again. Anyway, no drama, no BS, no microchip cell shedding or whatever conspiracy theory is now out there. No celebrity vaccinations, no lotteries, no prizes, except not getting sick, obviously. But hey, uh, no free beer, no free tacos and subs or whatever the goddamn prizes and bribes Americans need to protect their own health in Spain. You don't choose your vaccine like you're ordering at the burger joint drive through window. You're given whatever is available among the four approved vaccines for your age group and health condition. And half of all the vaccines manufactured in Europe have been exported to help vaccinate people in other countries instead of expiring in drugstore fridges while people think about maybe saving some lives, including their own, by getting off their asses and getting vaccinated. What the hell has happened to the USA? Why are people so self-obsessed, so narcissistic, so damned ignorant that they won't even do the right thing for themselves and everybody else in the face of a global health emergency? Huh? Huh? It's just beyond my understanding. makes me a little scared because what starts out in the USA usually ends up in the rest of what used to be called the free world. So please, Americans, Get your fucking vaccination act together. Whew. Thanks for letting me get this off my chest, Lewis. Well, thanks for getting it off your chest. You're my anger management therapist, and I absolutely wish I lived somewhere where I could go see you live. You can use my name if you want, but just keep in mind, I don't take any crap about it. All right, Greg Crabb. Oh, boy. That was, uh, it was glad to hear from you. And glad for you to point out exactly uh, the way the rest of the world, apparently, at least, or at least what you're doing in Spain. You know, there was this yelling and screaming about what's happening and, you know, how we dealt with Afghanistan. Well, I mean, people must, the rest of the world must look at us in terms of this vaccination thing, as you said, and must be just disgusted. People get it. Be, everywhere else, they're desperate for it. Here it's like, oh, fuck, it's just old people dying, so fuck it. It's beyond. It's beyond anything I ever imagined. It's like one last dip into the shit tank. One last, hey, let's go back into the dark ages of uh, that, you know, the the, the of American uh, history, the dark ages, when we just kind of didn't really, uh, you know, when we... You know you, you know, you didn't need to wash your hands before surgery because there might be, uh, you might be shedding uh, s- some water droplets or some fucking thing. Stephen Lechman, short, sweet, and right to the point. What has been making me nuts is the fact I can no longer use the excuse he must be I when people do dumb shit stuff. I'll explain. Since about two-thirds of the country now allow the use of marijuana for recreational use, I can no longer use that excuse when people act like morons, because, of course, they're high. It's like they legalized moronic behavior. Now I have to think they got too high. Yes, they did, Stephen. Some some didn't get high at all, and they're that dumb. Hmm? Isn't that unbelievable? They're that moronic without any any drugs whatsoever. Just the inability to use. Uh, oh, what's this? Uh huh. Thank you, Stephen. Justin Richardson uh, is, sends in this rant about a uh, one of those oldie but goodies that we. That is, we don't have to deal with much anymore unless you end up finding her, as Justin did. I was taking a quick break today and decided to scroll Twitter. Bad idea. I came across the recent statement released by Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and boy, did it make my fucking day. She spouts off the normal bullshit that the right spews and wraps up the first few sentences with personal freedom and responsibility. For fuck's sake, how is a mask mandate, a vaccine mandate, or any other public health mandate a violation of personal freedom? If the president said, don't drink the water, it has shit in it, these asshats would line up to drink it because personal freedom, fuck off. The comparison of this entire pandemic to Nazi Germany is fucking pathetic. There is no, I repeat, no fucking comparing the two. One, currently, we are trying to ask everyone to come together to protect everyone, help save each other by wearing a piece of cloth over your mouth while in public, and take a vaccine that could help end this nightmare. Two, they were slaughtering Jewish people because one guy had some truly fucked up beliefs. They are not the same, not even close, and it never will be. So fucking stop it. Next up. Next up, she goes on to say that, and this is when my brain started thumping against my skull. The Biden administration should thank Trump and give him credit to help persuade people to get said vaccine. Now, to sum up all this fucked up shit, the right wants us to not trust the science or believe it, but give credit to their former leader for the creation of it, which in turn would then make people want to get it. That sorry sack of deflated sour shit is part of the problem. Have a great day. (laughs) Say hi to mom. Justin Richardson... It is amazing. Yeah, give them credit for something that they don't want to do. Give them credit, you know, for something they don't want to do because it's like they, they do it, it's like they're a Nazi It's just beyond. In order to find a way into how to, you, to break down the logic, you have to lose your mind in order to get to that point. And, uh, and, and in the meantime, we're in the midst of trying to get to that point. We've lost our minds. Uh, I hope you haven't lost yours, Justin. It doesn't appear to be. Stay out of Twitter. Take a break. When you see some of those people, just skip them. Or you can go down a go down a rabbit hole, and you don't want to go there because there are no rabbits. None at all. Just a lot of rabbit. A lot of rabbit. Long time listener, first time rander here, and as many before me have said. Your rant cast has been a much-needed confirmation that there are others in this country who still have a handle on reality and some goddamn sense. If the whole world has gone mad, I know at least Lewis gets it, and for that I'm thankful. So it pains me to say this, what the fuck, man? I'm very happy that you're touring again with opportunities to get that energy and interaction that can only come from a live, in-person audience, but Why? Oh, why are you in Cleveland, Ohio, for six shows? In Omaha, Nebraska, for four shows. But Madison, Wisconsin, where I live, zero shows. Milwaukee, nothing. Chicago, nada. Minneapolis, zip, Indianapolis, forget about it. I'm vacillating between the only two explanations that seem reasonable to me. One, you, or more like whoever does your booking, think all of the Midwest is the same, so who gives a fuck? Uh, I take umbrage, sir. Umbrage, I tell you. I tell you, I take umbrage. I assure you, aside from some nasalized word pronunciations and a general fear of confrontation, the Midwest states are nothing alike. If someone says, hey, come to Minnesota, you can't say I'm going to Nebraska close enough, or two, the only other explanation I can come up with is that you don't feel like you're quite ready for prime time yet, and only hitting practice cities will come to more places once the cobwebs are cleared from the last 18 months of COVID living, assuming the dipshits who won't mask or bags don't send us all into lockdown again. I hope that's what's happening. I haven't been able to catch you in person yet, and I sincerely hope I get to sometime. I know I live in a region often referred to as flyover country. It just stings sometimes when you get literally flown over. Thanks for all you do, Heidi. Listen, Heidi, Let's, I'm pleased you sent that out there. And I'm sorry to piss you off about something. Look, um, I've been coming to those states for years. It's not like I fly over them. I've been, I've been in Milwaukee a ton from the very beginning playing uh playing a club there and then, uh, playing the Pabst, um, which is just, I love doing that. Even gone, even gone there and open for Kathleen, Madison, Chicago, all of it. I have pounded my way through the Midwest for years now. And so, uh, how did I end up going to uh, Cleveland and Omaha and, uh, Ohio and Cleveland, Omaha, and uh, for those shows. How come not Indianapolis? Well, first off, you got to realize that um, those are clubs. And I can play there and then go back and play them again. And I needed to work on my act because it was 500 days. I just did the show recently I talked about uh, in the Randcast a while ago. I just did my first show after 500 days. So I needed to go find some places, clubs that I really like. I love working the Funny Bone in Omaha. Uh, I really love hilarities in Cleveland. I was going to try to play a club in Huntsville. I'm not going to play Huntsville now. I can't. Um, I've explained that. I'm not going to go through it again. I'm not going to play Omaha. Uh, I'll be playing Cleveland. I needed to, uh, to uh, to get my act together. And also, we needed to push the dates out um so we could set up a schedule that that made sense. I was picking up the dates that I have in the uh in the fall and now coming up in the winter this, uh the the beginning of it through december are are dates that we had in place and kept and then we wanted to put together the 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 big city tour again and they'll be uh so we'll be rolling your way, so don't panic, Heidi. We'll see you down the road, okay. I don't fly over, I bust in. That's the way it goes, Heidi. And sometimes I don't have a choice. Sometimes and I, I try to get through once every 18 months. That's, my, that's the deal. That's what they tell me so that enough people show up that we can pay the rent and pay the salaries of the gang that wanders around with me all over the country so that the show works well for you as well as for me. Thanks for writing in take care parker duff has sent in um, a lament that's what i would call this um, not really a rant a lament i wrote to you some time ago one is never sure these days with the concept of time being irrelevant in this circus of a nation it was about the having of weddings etc during a global pandemic i wanted to revisit it that now but in all honesty What's the point? This may be hyperbolic, but we are witnessing the death of the American Empire. There there may well be a new America on the other side. Still, I cannot in good conscience lie to myself or you that 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 is any more realistic of a probability than the Orioles winning the AL pennant. I come from working poor stock. I was raised by a grandmother, saved by the New Deal, and parents who got to experience and benefit from the last great boom in American history. Still, we were poor by the time I was born. Education was the ticket out. It was pounded into me that education would deliver me and this world from the, my father's inequities and the folly of mistakes that were sure to be visited upon the sun. Naively, I believed it. I wasn't the brightest, but I was clever. At least clever enough to navigate post 9-11 adolescence and find my way stumbling through to the other side of the jungle of the higher educational system. Beaten, bent, burdened, but not broken. I still had some hope that I and my cohort could and would change the world. Oh, to look upon the world again with such eyes. By the time I arrived fully formed into the real world, I was already fucked. It was 2014, the rot had begun to show. And we ignored it. And I tried to make an honest go of it. Worked three jobs in college and am still saddled with debt. Couldn't buy an interview after graduation. Found bit work, mostly retailer, service industry. Got by with a lot of help from my friends. By 2016, I was again humbled and on the doorsteps of my parents. Over the next three years, I watched my grandmother and father wither and die along with losing my best friend to suicide, did not pity me. There are those in this world who have had it far, far worse than I. Still, I survived, persisted, and eked out a, a petty existence until COVID. The world stopped. I lost my job and went on the dole. But I live in Texas. So that ended to force the poor to go back and provide our bodies for the machinery of this exploited machine. Stupidly, Louis, shortly before this time, I re-entered school to pursue a master's. A dream of my father's, and honestly, it gave me purpose. It felt good to use my brain, and not just my body, but after well over a year of being stuck at home, uncertain if we could ever get back to what the world was, I sit here exhausted and in despair. I follow the rules. I got my shot, amassed and sanitized and distanced and shut off from the world. But still, these God-forsaken homo sapiens will not do even the most minor thing to help out. Instead, they scream about their freedom and rights. Worse, they villainize those who, even after they spit on them and abuse them, are bound by law and honor to save their ungrateful and undeserving lives. Nurses and doctors are dying for nothing. Kids lay in the hallways of overstuffed hospitals scared shitless while their parents berate the same folks they hailed as heroes not more than a year ago. Young, healthy people are dying because of the idiots who refuse to mask up or even get a shot. A shot, Lewis. A fucking shot! Teachers are left holding the bag while our state governments dither over politics. The feds are playing political football over theoretical ideas of community that, indeed, haven't existed since Kennedy. But blaming the Republicans and Democrats doesn't matter. It's inconsequential at this point. 600,000-plus Americans have died because of this, and hundreds of thousands more will die. And for what? What great purpose will these sacrifices be for? To save the Union so desperately derelict it should be condemned to topple the fascism that has come back like a weed and with as much ferocity? No, they died for the pride of the privileged few. Now we know what it feels like to be a pod on the chessboard. Honestly, Lewis, I used to have hope and love and pride in my homeland, and now I have nothing but shame, contempt, and disgust. When history called this time, We instead turned our coats instead of answering with bravery and innovations. We ran for the wilds of ignorance and self-delusion laws. I'm beyond anger or rage. Indeed, I'm at such a place of apathy. The only thing I long for is the sweet and quiet embrace of eternity. At least there, I wouldn't have to daily watch the end of the world. Instead, we stumble from tragedy to scandal and on, and on, and on, and on, it won't end. It's not supposed to. This is what the system is supposed to do. Fear not, it's working just as planned. I used to take so much joy in life, but not anymore. Now I just try and keep my head down and out of the way. If this is the end, let it be as long and drawn out and excruciating as possible. It's no less than we deserve. But let me be exceedingly clear, Lewis. If this is the world, I want no part of it. Damn it to hell. We weren't asked to invade a continent to stop a madman or forge a new frontier in space. We were asked to put on a mask and get a free shot to pause our life just a little bit for the betterment of the world. And we failed. In such a spectacular way. I shudder for the future historians. I studied drama as an undergrad, Lewis. And if this is a bit dramatic, that's just the price of doing business. I decided to study politics and history for my masters. If I believed in fate, I'd say that's poetic justice, but I don't. I'm sorry we couldn't change the world, Lewis. I know I tried, we all did. But c'est la vie, huh? Give your mom love, she's the best of us. Thank you, Lewis, for giving us an outlet. Sincerely, someone that's just all fucked out. Parker. Well, Parker, <laughs> no room for comedy there. Um, eloquently put, um, I know... I, I I really do know it's rugged. Um, you know, we do all the stuff that we should do. Um, we are, in a sense, those of us who w- want the masking, those of us who want the vaccinations. We are, in a sense, uh, in the majority. Um, and we're being outshouted and outscreened by those who are literally throwing tantrums because they're, sh- they're shit in their underwear. And that's why in their underwear, I guess, is supposed to be their masks. So that's why they don't want to put them on. Who the fuck knows, Parker? I don't know. Um, I do think that uh, this too shall pass. I really do. I also think that uh, this isn't the world. Uh, I just read something from Spain. Uh, You should listen to that one. You could go there. There are other countries, Parker. Um, And you might want to visit them. And uh, if you can, and uh, you know, even even Montreal is like going uh, way out of the country. You might want to put that on your list. It will certainly give you hope. As, as, as I've said time and again in my act, nothing beats sitting uh, in another country, um, having a you know, in, a, in having a drink and uh, listening to those listening to all the people talk and you can't understand a word that they're saying, boy, it's, you know, so you, so you know for that brief moment without, since you don't know what they're saying, that there are no assholes anywhere. I do think uh, that we will somehow, the lesson will be learned. And I do hope that you're too young to, uh, to not feel joy again. I believe you will. I sure hope so. Thank you for that. Well said. Very eloquent, Parker. And thank you for sharing. I just wish I had some jokes. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. This rant comes to us from Mildred Ellison, who's been uh, really a constant contributor to the rant is due from the very beginning, from way back when. It's, It's a rant about vegetables. And in in these completely crazy times, in the, in the midst of a shitstorm that we're living through, I think this is precisely what we need a rant about vegetables. And I am reading it because I believe that truly there will be a, some spectacular reactions to this. Okay, I want to know who the fuck decided okra was edible? Who? It's stringy, slimy, bitter, disgusting, and reminds me a little too much of all those mornings mom made me take cod liver oil to help me be a better runner. Yeah, well, the only thing I got better at was running from her and that fucking spoonful of cod liver oil. Oak was like some sick retribution from those bastard southern states for the North winning the Civil War. That's the only possible explanation. Okra is so fucking awful, it's a biological fucking insult. The only positive is, it makes those inevitably served with it black-eyed peas seem tasty. One Thanksgiving, I went to meet my then-boyfriend's ancient widowed mother. We sat down, and what she put on the plate in front of me, hmm? Fucking okra! Then... Like the witch in Hansel and Gretel, she stands there, hands clasped, watching and waiting for me to actually eat this crap. Wild hogs wouldn't eat that shit. And here I am at the family Thanksgiving table, surrounded by the boyfriend's relatives with a disgusting plateful of seedy veiny green slime smelling like a week old condom full of deceased sperm and tasting like the endless snot from that time I had bronchitis. Holy fuck. The things we do to get laid. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Mildred. Thank you for that. And, uh, I await the reactions. Maybe maybe there are all okra haters out there, but Ben, my tour manager, he loves okra. I think you gotta fry it or pickle it for it to, to really work, but I think some folks really like it this way. And no, I don't want any, please. None for me. It is produced by James Salkine, our theme song by Chris Lane, executive producer Ben Brewer, executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.